Yeah. All right, guys, let's get started. I'm super excited. <laughs> Me too. I told you I'm super shy, so. On your lives on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been like maybe about a year. And I started following you from my personal account on Instagram. I was like, okay, okay. I like mm -hmm. what you're And then I got some Qmars from you. Yeah. So, super <laughs> awesome. This looks so weird looking at you sideways because I want to go like this. <laughs> this is gonna be so weird. I'm gonna try not to look. I'm gonna try not to look. It'll be it'll be straight. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the lab. Okay, so introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are. My name is Hashima Watt. Um, I'm a fashion designer and merchandiser. Um, I have a business named Modesta Inc. Um, where I make hand-dyed scarves, like I had a little prop over here, um, and I make hand-painted jewelry, and soon to add beaded jewelry. I also am a content creator on YouTube and uh, a lifestyle blogger. Awesome. So <laughs> that's how I found you, and then uh, you were like, oh yeah, I got YouTube too, and I was like, oh my gosh, let me go over there, watch these tutorials, mm -hmm. so I've been learning like a lot. And then you have two YouTube channels, right? You have your sewing one. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have one that's for sewing uh, called Life by Design. So it's going to be sewing and jewelry tutorials, like basic jewelry tutorials. Yep. Awesome. So tell me what made you um, get into fashion and decide to launch your own business? Okay, well, my mother was a seamstress for years, ever since I was young. I remember my mother sewing. And basically being Muslim, it was hard to find clothes in stores that were modest and things like that. So my sisters and I, we've all learned to sew, um, mm -hmm. but it was self-taught. And we got offered to go to Trinidad for a sewing like workshop, a 30-day sewing workshop. And my sister B and I went. And when I came back, I was like, oh my God, because I loved it so much. And I was like, oh my God, I need to do this professionally. So I went to school for fashion design. I ended up switching my major to merchandising because I already knew how to sew and I was kind of bored. Like I know this stuff already. So mm -hmm. I switched to merchandising, which is why I'm uh, merchandising. Like that was my major. And that's what I graduated in. Um, but basically it was just to facilitate a need for um, clothes, you know, modest clothes, kind of like so I could express my style also because the clothes that were, you know, out there for Muslims just were not hitting it. <laughs> So it was We're really just to facilitate a need. With a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're loading, so I can't. I don't even see you moving. Oh wow! This is a struggle broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Inshallah, it'll be fine. So I see yeah. you guys. Are questions. We'll um, get to your questions at the end. We definitely uh, don't want to miss your guys' questions. Um, so yeah. So what, how would you describe your style? So like your, the clothing, clothing that you design, I'm assuming it's a reflection of your own personal style. How would you describe your yeah. style? Well, okay. So the clothes that I design actually are kind of like the inside of me because I'm very shy and I used to wear, I think it was about four or five colors. I used to wear cream, black, brown, burgundy. And I think that was it. That's what I wore majority of my life because I was so shy and I didn't want to stand out. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like what I do now with my business is what was inside of me to do that I just didn't have the whatever it is to, to express. So it's kind of like I express it through my, my um, designs and stuff. Uh, but I would basically say that I'm kind of eccentric, a little weird and quirky. Um, 
And the new word that I've been using is whimsical because the stuff that I do is kind of fun and, you know, right. kind of perky, like I said, basically. Um, but basically, that's what it is. It's bold. It's, it's everything that I wish I was, was when I was younger, basically. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. When I first came to Islam, um, I think I've been Muslim maybe about 17 years now. So it's just me mm. my husband, and my kids were the only Muslims in my family. And mm. I was like you. I was like, I love colors. I'll wear my toe socks. And sisters was like, you wear yeah, a toe socks. And I'm like, oh, is that haram? Like, <laughs> everything was haram. Serious? I was like, oh, is that not allowed? So no. I started <laughs> kind of pull myself back and I was like okay everybody's wearing black and I did not do black now as I have gotten older and lazier and kind of just fed up with what's available yeah I'm like, throw on black I don't it matches it's whatever mm -hmm. it's the like, easiest oh, yeah things is just easier so it's like I'll find hijabs that are just like not me because they're like over the top very mm -hmm. fancy and I'm more of a laid back minimal style, but then I'll find stuff that's minimal, but not in the colors that I like. So oh, it's like wow. brown, black. And you know what's funny? That that's why I started the the channel, but I've always taught sewing like kind of just on the side, not professionally or anything like that. But I always wanted to teach sewing because I want to like empower women and women of faith, not just Muslim women, but women of faith to be able to create their own designs, like to be able to do whatever's in their mind that they can't find on the market and, and do it. It's very liberating to be able to create, you know, things that you don't see in other places, but that you want to express basically. So that's kind of why I, I started sewing and designing and I want to teach other people how to do it. Right. Just because it's like, even though I know that there are people who hold it all inside because they don't want anyone to know how they do what they do. And, you know, they want to be the only one that's doing it. But it's like, I kind of just want people to be able to, and there are people who's not going to do it just because they just don't want to do it or they're lazy or whatever reason. So I know there's still a market. There's still going to be people to buy my stuff, but I just want to be able to share, like share the, the knowledge, the experience and all that kind of stuff with people. So that's why I created that channel, Life by Design. Mm -hmm. Comes a lot. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, I need to learn how to sew. Like I'll try <laughs> and I've tried and I've watched other YouTubers and of course they make mm -hmm. it look and I'll be yeah. like, okay, yeah, this is it. I'm just gonna have to order it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what I'm saying. There are people who are gonna actually do it, and then there are people who are gonna get exhausted by looking at the tutorial and say, you know what, just forget it. But it's cool to watch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So who would you say is like your I'll say like a person you want to dress? Like, is there somebody out there? that reflects your style, be like, ooh, I would love to make something for them. Ooh, hmm. I don't know that I would say a particular person, but a, a particular personality, mm -hmm. like a person who knows what they want, they're confident, they don't mind setting the trend, like for them, and like whoever is the trendsetter in the group of friends, that's who I want to dress. Because like I said, I, I like to do things that are kind of eccentric. I love asymmetry. A lot of people cannot stand asymmetry, but I love things that are just like the hems going sideways or the, you know, like there's a buckle on one shoulder, but not on the other shoulder and stuff like that. So whoever, it has to be somebody that's confident and it doesn't mind being stared at when they come into a room, which is the opposite of who I am. 
that's that's the opposite of who I am, like literally. But that's who I would love to dress. Because like I said, this my business is my way to express things that are inside of me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's I think I, I hope I answered that right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we talk a lot about who's your ideal client, like who's the mm-hmm. person that you would love to work with. Yeah. And for fashion, you know, I don't know anything about fashion, but I always hear, oh, I'm wearing so and so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm wearing so and so. So, yeah. Um, hmm. And that's my. So I guess I, I could. I guess I could have answered based on like a celebrity I know or something. I don't know. I don't really know celebrities like that. There would be like 1990 celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. So I don't know. I um, like who the style is kind of like futuristic, post-apocalyptic kind of like uh-huh. things are asymmetrical. I love, I absolutely love Oh, you that. like that too? Yes. Wow. See, yeah, I love, like the dress I have on now is from... I'm not going to stand up because that might be get interesting, but um, I got it from Hot Topic and I love like goth stuff. That's like so taboo, like, you know, because, you know, it's related to goth and all that, the darkness or whatever. But I love that. Like, I love the buckles and the chains and the and the black. I hate to say the black, but I really like that. So, yeah, it would have to be somebody that's like bold and daring. And, and honestly, I can say my sister, I, it's my sister B. Muslims. Go ahead steer clear like they act like they have to like I have a piercing and this one that I have in today is kind of like a um like a steak like it's pointy on the end Mm -hmm. and it's like I had my best friend she used to tell me you have a little darkness inside of you (laughs) I feel like you have to hold that back you don't want to scare people yeah being a Muslim but it's like Mm -hmm. I I like esoteric I like occult type like the look the dark kind of look <laughs> mysterious but i don't yeah. want to scare but i don't want to scare people it's like you, you don't scare no the, the, trust me i know the big holes and then i'm like how does that fit with being muslim and that was mm-hmm. one of, as a convert is it's like after time you don't care but as a convert you're like oh am i allowed to do this and not am i allowed to do that but as time yeah, you yeah you know you're just like look i have to wear clothes and my clothes are a reflection of me and as long as it's modest it shouldn't mm-hmm. really matter what, you know, what style. If you're a goth before you became Muslim, you can still be goth after. Yeah, you can find a way to express that still with, yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. That's so interesting. I agree. And I love, like, I, I remember when I was younger, I wanted the, the eyebrow piercing. Mm-hmm. I got scared. But I, I still want the Monroe piercing, but I actually looked it up the other day, and it was saying something about, like, it affects the gums or the teeth or something. And mm-hmm. so because of that, it might not be halal to get it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna chill on that for a little bit, especially since I'm a little scared of piercings. Um, I love the way they look though. Like I love mohawks. This is not what the combo was, but I, I like, I love that whole thing that you just described that just excited me. Yeah. I literally stop people in malls and I'm like, I love your mohawk. I am my, um, so on my motorcycle, on my helmet, I have the mohawk. And my husband, he's like, you wanted the adventures. He's like, you're really See? not. He's like, you just wanted me. You just happen to have the mohawk? That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> is it dyed, like on the tips? Is the tips dyed? It's like a little plastic thing. You can put it on your helmet. So it's oh, like, okay, okay. So I'm like, yeah, like, I absolutely love, absolutely love that. So that is so Wow, fun. so cool. So I would have never known that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't have either. Like I have to hold it in. I, it's like how Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. It's like, I have my Exactly. Own- 
Exactly. Oh my God, that's too funny. So based on your experience, what advice would you give someone who's starting a business similar today? Like if you see other sisters like, oh, I want to do a fashion channel or, you know, mm -hmm. I want to do tutorials on, on fashion and what would advice would you give them? Um, as far as like products, if you're talking about like product based, I can do both. Like with products, I would say know your market, like know who your customer is, know who you want to sell to and find those people. Like don't try to convert people who you know or their friends into customers. Like figure out your market, know what you want to sell and go find those people. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like a channel, basically the same thing. Know who you are, know what you want to do before you start and stay focused. Stay focused. Don't, don't allow the noise to affect you um and stay consistent basically because when you drop whatever you're doing like i've had patches where i stopped doing designing and stuff and it's like you have to get back acquainted with who you are and why you were doing it and you know stuff like that so it can having those interruptions so try to be as consistent as possible um having support is great uh but if you know what you're what you're trying to do and you have a you mapped out a plan then support is still really good but some people feel like if I don't have my mother and my father and all these people just standing behind me cheering, then I won't be able to do it. But I feel like you can, as long as you're clear on what you want to do. When, right. when people's opinions and things like that start coming in, you, if you know what you want to do, stick to it. But, you know, like people have a tendency to start telling you what you need to do and what direction you need to go in and stuff like that. So basically just be clear, be consistent and be confident in whatever it is that you choose to do. That's awesome. So what would you say has been your biggest struggle so far? Uh, probably finances, to be honest, like funding, because um, when you have a business and you don't have, I didn't start with investors or loans or anything like that. It was straight out of pocket. So if things are not selling, if you don't, you know, make a certain amount of sales, and especially if you're paying bills, <laughs> with your money that you're making from your business, mm -hmm. um, then you could end up hitting a, a, a wall and trying to figure out, okay, now what? So I would say that that's the main thing that since I didn't have loans and things like that, then it certain parts of certain periods of time became really difficult for me to keep going and keep maintaining my supplies and you know stuff like that. I would say that's one of the biggest challenges. The other would be staying focused, as far as the religious aspect, because social media is a beast and it can get hard to stay the course, you know what I'm saying? Spiritually and stuff like that. So there's little patches of time. You might be able to see them in my photos where I start deviating from who I am and why I started and stuff like that. Cause I start getting affected by the environment and, and you know, the, the need to thrive in an environment that kind of tells you, you have to go this one route. Right. So I would say that's probably the two main things I would say, probably. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and being I, a solopreneur, <laughs> doing it myself. That's, that's the third one, doing it, doing it myself. Cause I'm a solopreneur and um, a term I just learned recently, cause I've always called myself an entrepreneur, right. but my business is my baby. So I'm not trying to hand it off to anybody. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, solopreneur, that works. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I would say that part too, just trying to, have wear all these hats, you know, cause I'm mother, I'm wife, then I'm business owner, I'm the, the designer, I make the products. 
I post the products, I take the pictures, I build the website, I, you know what I'm saying? Doing all of that, that's very challenging. Right. And so how do you deal, how do you manage all of that? So do you ever outsource what, so what tools and resources do you use? So like that perfect example, wearing all the hats as a solopreneur, how do mm -hmm. you get through that? How do you get through those hurdles and struggles like that? Google, <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> And organizing, like literally having processes and procedures, which I did not have in the very beginning. I did not. I would make scars and I would have them hang and they would dry. And then I would put them in one wrapping. And then I would go when it would, would be time to ship. Then I would get the scarf back out and I just do all this stuff. So I've, I've learned how to streamline the processes and procedures, basically. Um, mm -hmm. I follow people. Uh, like Gary Vaynerchuk, Marie Forleo, um, just people who have done it and are very successful at it, who have like, you know, information, an abundance of information. I kind of stay juiced up on stuff like that. Um, just to learn from the people who are doing it successfully, basically. So, right. yeah, I mean, I would say processes and procedures. Um, I don't really do the schedule thing. I like to be very organized, but I've learned that Having a loose to-do list is better for me because I'm so motivated by inspiration, mm -hmm. which can be a, a very bad thing. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I went from artist to business owner and those two things are very hard to merge. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I think, I think that would be it. I'm not sure if I answered that question. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally get it because I do design work. So there's the design aspect. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think a lot for a lot of creatives is we have the creative side of us, but we don't have that business side. So it's like mm -hmm. you almost have to become a different person mm -hmm. to, to manage the business. So you have to kind of bring it together. You have your design. Yeah. So I'll call it you working on your business or you're working in your business. Mm -hmm. And so it's mm -hmm. really um, challenging to do both of them. And like yourself, I'm, you know, a solopreneur, but inshallah, my, my goal for 2018 is to start delegating things or training people and be like, okay, yeah. this is something that I really am not good at, that someone else is mm -hmm. better at. To me, I like to share and I look at marketing as sharing, but mm -hmm. I'm very introverted. I'm not very social and I'm not comfortable putting myself out there and telling them how great what I'm doing is. So yes, that's my me. That's why we're like, we're, we're like twinsies. I didn't even know that we were this much alike. Like what? <laughs> I'm the so same way. Because I'm like, I need other people to talk about how great Legacy mm -hmm. Lab is. If it was up to me, I would just create content. I would just provide exactly. I don't want to do the marketing part. Like it's yeah. fun, but mm -hmm. people are so much better at it than I am. Yeah. yeah. And it's better to hear how great something is from someone else, not how great, you know, you're telling me, oh, my scars are this so great. Well, of course you're going to say that. <laughs> of course, exactly. And you know what's funny? I, what I, I do want to outsource. I do want to get people to possibly manage part of my social media. And also, um, you know, I model for, my, for myself. And I really don't want to be modeling for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and there was something else I was going to say that you just said that made me, oh, sales. I'm not a salesperson. I am not a salesperson. Um, you know how I've seen people on Facebook and you'll be talking about something and they sell it and they're like, www, that's not me. 
<laughs> and I'm the person who goes in a store and I don't want anyone to bother me. So I, that's probably why I'm not good at sales because I feel like I'm irritating people if I go out there and try to get to sell. But I, that, I'm gonna have to outsource that at some point. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't come naturally. And I, I believe that you should do what you're strong at, what you're best at, and let other people do the rest. Right. So that's definitely an area that I'm gonna be like. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> So see guys like, okay, so we're building legacy lab, you know, when we start hiring, you know, that's what we're going to be looking for is, you know, there's people out there that are better at marketing, they're better at sales that can help, you know, mm -hmm. we're supporting them, helping them grow and they're helping support us and helping our businesses grow. And it's always, right. always good to network with um, like minded people. So mm -hmm. I know, um, people will be like, Oh, you don't work on Friday? No, at one o'clock. <laughs> I'm at the masjid and then after that it's right. lunch with family or friends or something so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like-minded people we kind of get it and it's they're not going to question like why you don't work on friday like yeah yeah there's no pushback <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i know what you mean mm -hmm. it's really good to have um like-minded people so like mm -hmm. in my physical co-working space i rent out there's a, a phone booth room i rent that room out to pray so the other oh, Muslims wow. that are there, I'm like, hey, I just paid, you know, it's like five bucks an hour. I'm like, y'all need to pray. Mm -hmm. That room is I paid for. You can pray in there. And they're like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I didn't even think about that. You know, they <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. But I'm like, it's paid for. Go ahead. You guys need to pray. You can pray in there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's just um, my my husband always calls it. You know, we we'll go in the store and he'll see a sister and maybe she's by herself and he'll kind of give her that look like I got you. If anything yeah. goes down. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, mashallah. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, there's other Muslims in the store. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it makes women feel safe. Like, okay, if something goes down, I'm at the store by myself. Okay, I know. I saw this other Muslim couple walk over there. So I yeah, know I... I'm not in this by myself. <laughs> that is so cool. That's sweet. A lot of people don't do that. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> So um, when it comes to your website, what are you using mm -hmm. and why? Are you using what am I Word using? Oh, I actually use Shopify. Um, I use Shopify. I didn't, I don't think, when I started using Shopify, when I found out about Shopify, I think Wix was a competitor at the time. And Wix loaded very, very slow when it first came out. Um, and I stumbled upon Shopify and I loved it and I still love it. So mm -hmm. I, I'm one of those people that I stick with whatever is working in all parts of my life. Mm -hmm. So I haven't found a need to go anywhere else. Um, but I have heard that Squarespace is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I were to do some other project, I might try it out on Squarespace. But right now I use Shopify. My blog is on WordPress, but WordPress, but I use Shopify for my website. Uh-huh. What do you like about it? What is it like? What made you it's say? Easy. Why? It's so easy. I love the templates that they have. Um, the customer, the customer service, um, and Damon John, I think that's his name. Is it Damon John? The one from uh, Shark Tank? Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the FUBU guy, he, at the time when I signed up, he was, a, he was assigned to me as a mentor. Now, I didn't get any mentoring one-on-one -on -one with him, but he would post articles and, you know, help stuff and things like that. And a lot of celebrities endorse Shopify. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as, a, as far as the SEO and things like that, I can't speak on that too much because I haven't personally noticed a bunch of traffic that wasn't generated by me but right. i really like the platform basically the the interface and all of that kind of stuff mm -hmm. like i'm a person who i like things to look 
easy kind of i don't like the cluttered look and it just to me i don't know it just i just gel with it it just speaks to me and i just roll with it um and i would recommend other people to use it i mean i think that it's good enough and oh and it's cheap it's affordable so it's affordable so that's another easy someone can just jump on and know what to do it's very user friendly mm-hmm and there's tons of resources. Like even if there's somebody who never ever, cause I, I, I've gone from Yahoo to this, to that. So I've used different platforms, so I'm kind of familiar, but I think that a novice could go on and just build a website. Like I really think that a person could just do that without any knowledge. And like I said, there's tons of resources. You go to the, to the um, message board, type in whatever, and they just help you. They help you with the template you pick. They help you with everything. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love Are you it. WordPress, you used to use it or? Not for my website, not for uh, selling merchandise. I just have always used WordPress, WordPress for blogging. Okay. Like it's always just been my blogging platform. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So you have those, so you use those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was your first product? Like what was your first item that you, that you put out there to sell? Okay. So the way I got started with business is my mother and my sisters and I, we started a business called Monty Designs, and this is in 2004. Mm -hmm. So I kind of managed the business more so than everyone else because everyone went off, got married, moved, all kinds of stuff, and I was still like in the trenches. Um, so that was first, and we were doing beaded jewelry at the time. And so we started with beaded jewelry, and so I could say that that's really when my technical start was. Um, and then the veils no, no no actually we bought printed veils and i started the thing the idea of painting the veils to match painting the bracelets to match the veils mm -hmm. so with my business i just kind of brought these veils were started with the other business but i just brought them over and started creating something around the scarves right so technically i guess the answer would be the scarves mm -hmm. <laughs> in this particular business it was the scarves that i started with Mm -hmm. but not what I, when I first started designing. Right. And so how has that grown? Has it morphed or changed in any way, or is it the same as when you first started? No, it's changed a lot, actually, because in the beginning, I was just um, discharging, like removing color from scarves, where like I would get a black scarf, and then I would put like a bleaching agent on the scarf and, and remove the color like that. But like this one, for example, is, I don't know if y'all can see it, but it's dyed, it's actually using dye. So it's where I put color onto scarves. So it's changed in that way. Also, the, the different designs that I do now are a lot different than they used to be. Before they were just kind of like regular tie dye, you know, where just patches of color or whatever. But I've started writing on them. Um, I've started, you know, like doing stencil work and different things like that. So it's definitely more elevated than it was before. <laughs> it's definitely progressed. I get bored easily. So I have to keep things like different. I have to do something. There has to be some kind of progression or evolving or something going on. So yeah, it, it's changed a lot since the very beginning. That's good. And that's really awesome because a lot of people just, they only see what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Finding you now, or they're just learning about you now, that's all they're seeing. So like, I love right. Marie Forleo, but I remember Marie Forleo, you know, back in the Way day. back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, so, you know, to see the progress and the change, a lot of people don't see that. So they just assume, yeah. oh, this is what I have to do now, starting out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Start where you can, start where you are, and don't compare yourself to what you see other people doing because you don't have their backstory. You don't know how things yeah, right. 
first started out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, are you in B- have you taken B-School with Marie Forleo? No, I haven't. You know what I did? There was one year, I don't remember, it was a couple years ago, and I was so amped. I called my mother. I was just like, oh my God, I have got to do this. This is so exciting. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Honestly, I was just like, I went to school for merchandising and I, I have a ton of information from that. And yes, things change and, you know, the industry was different back then. So, of course, there's things I have to learn that I don't know now and stuff like that. But I felt like because of the amount of money I would have had to spend at that time, I was like, it's probably me just being scared to just do what I already know how to do. Because right. I'm one of those people that I just, I just literally... I'm always studying and reading it. Like I have books sitting here right now. I'm reading and studying and looking at a blog and watching a YouTube video. And you know what I'm saying? I'm always doing that. But a lot of times it keeps me from, like you said, when you compare yourself to other people, it keeps me from just executing. So when a B-School thing came around, I kind of told myself, don't do another trick. Okay. Don't do another (laughs) trick to keep you from just going and doing whatever it is that you need to do. So that's the only reason why I didn't go to B-School, but I would love Right. to go just for whatever I don't know already to be able mm-hmm. to do it and maybe be around people like you said like-minded people who get it to have right. that energy and stuff like that because unless you have a bunch of people around you like that you can get kind of like you know like yeah I, mean, I guess I'm doing good but I don't really know but you know when you have people cheering you on on the side that are just like you and doing what you're doing and stuff like that then right it's much better yeah b-school is good so this will be my third year in b-school so when you buy b-school oh wow you have it for a lifetime so anytime she updates it you don't pay for it again you just get all the oh, okay um i liked it it was very very helpful um i also paid for a business coach probably three or four times the amount that i that b-school is and it was a waste of money like i got so much more out of b-school Whoa. Um, oh you it, it was a business coach that was separate from b-school separate from oh okay b-school. i had okay. already B school and I was like, okay, well I've been to B school. I'm gonna up a level and get a business coach. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, see, that's what I'm saying. B school made like a big difference in my business and in the way I saw myself as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I always go back to it, even though even when she updates it, like I still go back to a lot of yeah, the teaches. So it's really great. It's really awesome. The only drawback is because there are a lot of people, so you get the Facebook group is it's just mm. so many people in the Facebook group. But she does do like one-on-one Q&A calls and things like that. That's a, a sign um, of success, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Um, I definitely love B-School and I definitely love Marie Forleo. Uh, I'm just not a fan of Facebook groups that have thousands and thousands of people because it's like hard yeah. to really connect mm-hmm. and get your questions answered. but. They actually do a really good job um, of managing the questions and stuff in Facebook, but that's um, good. Yeah, I definitely love um, B school, so um, I think it's. I think be that starting. whole lifetime, the lifetime thing, might not be a good idea as far as that. Like it, people should have terms where they get flushed out after a certain point, because to me, Marie Forleo is a person who cares about individual attention. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's almost like part of her brand is getting lost in. The fact that she's, I'm not even saying she's money motivated, but just it's, if, it, to me, it would just seem like you would do something to make sure that there's more individualized attention right. when it comes to that. So maybe it's not a good idea for people to have lifetime access to the group or, 
You know what I'm saying? I was in a, a group once that was for business coaching, a Facebook group, and they would shut it down. Like you would do it for a month, do certain things, enrichment um, exercises, things like that. They would start it, shut it down and start another for another group of people. And I love that because it was a small group of people. So she and you does got... that with the Facebook group is she'll mm -hmm. close it down and it starts with all new people. Mm -hmm. um, but the, so, but you still have access to all of the course materials. So it's oh, like, okay. year, I love that. You don't have to pay again. You just get all the updated materials, but the group itself does get, it gets shut down and kind of like recycled and it's all new people. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. So that means she's getting a lot of business. If it shuts down and starts up and it's still 50 billion people. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> right? Wow. That's amazing. I might do it one day. I mean, maybe, you know, at some point just for the experience or whatever. So Since you did, did it and you're saying you love it. Yeah, I definitely love it. Mm -hmm. How did you know that your business was going to be successful? That this was a market that, you know, okay, I'm on to something. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a, um, I would say, I don't know. Okay, so I keep bringing up my sisters and I, and I don't know how not to do that because they're an intricate part of where I'm at now and who I am. And, you know, we like all have fed off of each other and all of my sisters design, they all make clothes, they all, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I would say that because we were sewing and doing things like that and designing back in the day before we started any business type professional stuff, it's just a reaction that people would give to mm -hmm. our outfits. And a lot of the way that we started sewing for people was because people would ask, they would say, who made that? Oh, let me, let me have that. You know, like, Oh, can you make me one or, you know, whatever. So um, first of all, after you get tired of giving all, giving all your stuff away, <laughs> um, you start making, you know, people stuff and then people started getting to the point where they wanted it bad enough that they would be like, I'm going to pay for it. Just, okay, I'll pay for it. Cause you know, friends will start out just like, can you give me one? Can you make me one? But they started paying for it. So I feel like that's really how I knew or how we knew that this particular niche was going to be successful. Also because there, are, I don't know of any Muslim brands that were painting bracelets to match scarves or anything like that. So I feel like that was an indicator too, just because it wasn't out there and it was something that, you know, people wear scarves and bracelets all the time, you know, scarves and accessories and they have to go hunt for the accessories. So why wouldn't a woman want to have an accessory that's already matched with, you know, an item, a veil or, you know, whatever. So I think it's just the fact that there were people out there who were complimenting and asking, where'd you get that from? Can you make me one? That's kind of an indication right there. If you do something, and that's something that I would suggest that people do, if you have a product specifically versus a, you know, a service, if you're not a service business, but you're product based, um, that wear your stuff, like start wearing it first, try it, you know, wear it, make it, make yourself some, wear it when you go shopping, wherever you go and see if people respond. If nobody's responding, mm -hmm. it might be a good idea not to go into that product making, <laughs> you know, like it might be a good idea not to make that particular thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically just the response that people were giving to the products um, before they were products, you know, to the items before they were products. Mm -hmm. So what are your marketing? So a little on the business side, when it comes to marketing, okay, you have these products and these items. Mm -hmm. How do you go about letting people know other than word of mouth and they see you? Mm -hmm. Do you have marketing strategies or suggestions? Um, do you pay for Facebook ads or Instagram ads? What do you do to get people to see your stuff? 
Okay, so one by uh, just my pictures, I try to make my pictures unique or different, like something that if you're scrolling through Instagram, it's going to look different than everything else that's there. Not to say I'm just so unique, but that's what I strive for to try to make things that kind of just express something that I don't see um, that I find attractive or, you know, eye catching. Um, mm -hmm. I have done Facebook ads, but I've honestly gotten more response from just the way that I the wording that I use, or like I said, the imagery, um, the timing when you post things also is good. Like I try to keep it to where it's when people are getting off work or something like that, like late afternoon, like late lunchtime into early evening. I try to post around those times too. So that, that gets through. And I actually had, um, one post that I did that reached like 42,000 people. There was no ad placed on that particular post. I still have it in my screenshots because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but I think it's just the words that you use, the images that you take to make sure that your images are quality images. I have horrible lighting in my apartment. Like, it's so bad. So for me, my lighting is not as good as I would like for it to be. And it kills me because I love photography. Um, so I know, like I know when I make a YouTube video or something and it's not up to par, I know it before I put it out there, but it's like, I'm working with what I have to work with. Um, mm -hmm. so basically, I mean, like I said, YouTube, uh, uh, Facebook ads, they're okay, but I honestly feel like they're kind of almost a waste of money. Uh, I would say engaging your audience. Wait a minute. What was the question again? <laughs> Cause I was going off. I got too hyped. <laughs> No, so, I, so Mark, with your marketing strategy, I've done Facebook, oh, okay. done Instagram ads, and it was like an experiment. And you do get a lot of views and people looking at it, but it's not the same as engagement. So right. my goal that I have set for myself is to engage and to reach out to 10 to 20 Muslim women business owners every day. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. haven't been able to do that yet. Like, I'm oh, gosh. far high because I'm like between you know, cooking and cleaning and reading. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I got five people today. Like, I want to have a genuine yeah. conversation and get to know people. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. what, what are you working on? What made you get interested in that? And just really um, not about necessarily marketing or selling myself, but just getting to connect and, you know, network and meet other women that are yeah. doing what you're trying to do, what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Well, for me, I, I definitely do. I'm just, I'm definitely a connector. I love connecting with people. I love um, relating to people and, you know, like genuinely, what are you doing? Not jumping on a post because I see somebody talking about scarves or they looking for a scarf, but really like, what did you cook last night? Oh, okay. I cook such and such. Like, you know, make, like you said, make the, making a genuine connection with people and mm -hmm. then they're more inclined to support you if if that's what you're going for they're more inclined to support you i mean for me i can honestly say that i don't look for support from my friends and family so much because to me that doesn't that doesn't make me feel successful like right. it's cool that because those people are doing it for me like they're oh yeah, that's great like people will tell you something's <laughs> great and it's horrible just because they love you so right. my sign of success is when other people that i don't like when i get an order and it says Becky Thompson. I'm like, oh, who's Becky Thompson? Like, that's <laughs> exciting to me. So, and I think that it's definitely like, there's some people who are on my Facebook page who found me through YouTube and didn't even realize I was the same person, but they connected with me on YouTube and Facebook. And then they said, wait a minute, you're the same person that was on YouTube. Oh my God. But it's just because of me being myself and being, you know, relating to people and being genuinely interested in people.
I'm just right. interested in people, even though I'm shy. But that's why I love the internet because I can be in my house and they can be in their house and we're just connecting it up. That's <laughs> <laughs> the same way I am. So like when you were like, oh, how big am I gonna be on this screen, on this video? People have to see me. I, was I like, know, oh, I'm like, you see me backing up and moving forward. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> because it's still, it's like since it's live, it feels different than a YouTube video. And of course it's different than a Facebook post. So I'm just like, the shyness, this brings out the shyness because it's like an intimate one-on-one -on -one, and we've never hung out in person. So it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do I act? Like I'm fidgety, I'm moving, like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I think the more that you do it, the easier it gets and the more comfortable. Like yeah. this, I, like, I have this um, event coming up next Friday. It's going to be my first time speaking like out in public. Ooh, so I, was, like, I think oh, I saw you post about that. I'm gonna start on the internet and I'm gonna do little videos and do stories and then go so I'm a guinea pig. Kind of. Am I a guinea pig? <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. 17, I've been working my way up to it because I'm like, okay, I know I want to speak. I want to go to different masters. I want to, you know, talk to mm -hmm. sisters that have businesses and encourage them to, um, you know, launch a business from the things that they're passionate about. But I was mm -hmm. like, how am I gonna go talk to people? Like, I don't even really answer my phone. <laughs> So, oh my god yeah and i'm petrified of that kind of stuff i really am because i would love to get out and be like doing more modesty advocating and things like that but i just the idea of standing and talking in front of people like i would probably just shake all the way off of a stage just from nerves i can't even imagine standing by myself and starting to talk and everyone's looking at me like i can't i can't imagine yeah. it so good luck good luck to you <laughs> I start hard, my heart starts beating fast i start hyping mm -hmm. and i hear myself. yeah He's like, just breathe. <laughs> and don't have, are they laughing at us? <laughs> I see comments. I see the comments. And <laughs> You're so uh, I, see laughing. Laughing. I think they're laughing. <laughs> but no, I, that's me. Like I, and don't have a paper that you have to hold because I, my sisters and I, and one of our friends had a singing group, an acapella singing group. So we used to perform. And if I had a solo, oh my gosh. And then there were times that we had just written a song and we had to hold the paper and I'm, the, I'm like, and they're like, okay, the paper's shaking, Hashima, the paper's shaking. Like it's, oh, I'm so shy. And people don't see it. They, they don't believe it. Like even you said, you have a YouTube. I'm like, YouTube is different. I can turn the camera off. Like if I start, and I don't even get nervous like that because it's me by myself, you know, but this is totally different. Yeah. And I love totally your takes, like when your kids are coming in and you still show that stuff. I'm like, that is so funny because it just shows, you know, the reality. Real, realness? Yeah, the reality, right? Behind yeah, the scenes. It's not perfect. Yeah, I have people them. People set their little desks up and make them look cute and got their videos mm -hmm. all perfect. But if they yeah. only knew what was really going what on. What was really going on. Exactly. And you know, it's funny. I probably shouldn't even say this because I don't know who's watching. But this dress is very long. So I was like, I'm not even going to put no pants on. I'm just going to have. And I was like, well, you know, what if something happens? And she's like, well, show me something or, you know, whatever. And I stand up and forget. So, yeah, behind the scenes, people do not know what's going on behind the scenes. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's funny, too, because I, I asked my husband. He came in around 740. And I was like, I told you I was supposed to be doing a live interview. Oh, my God. Could you please get the boys? Could you get the boys? Because I didn't want them because live is different. So it's like I don't want them to act crazy, scream, start screaming my name like while I'm on this live. Please don't embarrass me, y'all. So, yeah, it's. Oh, Lord. So one more question because okay. my will be home, too. He's not here yet. OK, um, OK. So I probably don't even have to ask this, but what's your favorite social media platform? 
Um, that's hard because I love all of them for different reasons. Um, I would say Instagram probably more so than any of them because it's pictures and I love photography and I love just seeing things like the visual, the imagery on Instagram. To me, mm -hmm. I love it. Um, but like I said, it's kind of hard to, to pick one because I love all of them. Like Facebook, you get to see people talking and they're, you know, the interaction is more on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. And then YouTube, I mean, like, how am I going to pick? YouTube, <laughs> I love YouTube. I love watching YouTube videos. Like, that's something that I do. I don't watch TV, but I, I will sit and watch YouTube. I will binge watch YouTube. So I love <laughs> YouTube also. So if, okay, so Instagram's the top. <laughs> then maybe YouTube and, and Facebook are like neck and neck. If I have right. to pick, if I have to pick, I'll pick Instagram. Yeah. You're forcing me. So I'll pick Instagram. <laughs> but like I say, it's because of the images. And that's funny because that's how I, that's how I found you, I think. I found you on YouTube first. And then I found you on Instagram and I think it was your feed. I remember telling my mother and one of my sisters, like this sister's stuff is so beautiful. I probably was stalking your comments too. Like, oh my God, it's so pretty. Like, I love your aesthetic. Your aesthetic is so beautiful. But that's what I love about Instagram. Like you get to see someone's aesthetic in like those nine pictures that's in the top of their feed. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> it's been so much fun. I get so hyped. <laughs> Problem. This was a lot of fun. You don't want to interview somebody yeah. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have did that for like the first minute. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> so let's see if anybody has any questions. I'm gonna scroll back up. If you guys have any questions um for either of us, but uh mostly for sister Hashima. So you guys have a little bit of background about her business and what she's doing. Oh, y'all feel free to follow me on Instagram at Hashima Watts or Modesta Inc. Modesta, M-O-D-E-S-T-A, Inc. Yes. Yeah, so Is that I'm okay that I'm plugging? So I just see people commenting, agreeing with us, but I don't see any questions. They're like, yeah, oh, okay. I'm introverted too. Me too. I don't answer the phone. Me too. Oh, I don't answer the phone either. <laughs> I do not. You're, uh, BB wants you to sing for them. Girl, bye. <laughs> she knows daggone well I'm not about to sing. That was funny, though, B. Funny. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, inshallah, we are going to do um interview like this once a month so this is what i call woman crush wednesday is basically a sister that i've been stalking on instagram loving up her stuff and just get to sit down and Not ask so questions so do you sew stuff for other people i could use a stylus and some custom pieces i would love to know who that is it's probably somebody that's been in my in my inbox and me telling them no over and over again <laughs> that's i do not know who is it uh tira yeah, I knew it. I knew it was somebody <laughs> that I know. No, I actually, I don't sew for people. Um, I did that back in the day and women are very special. And I basically got shy from it. Just like, not shy as in shy, but shied away from it because it, it, I like designing. I don't really like when people send me their fabric and stuff like that because it's like, if I don't, and this is not to you, Tara, but if someone sends me stuff and I don't like it, then I'm not inspired to sew it, you know? Um, right. 
And then the fact that people, you know, at a distance, I would sell more so for somebody in town than someone at a distance because of sizing and just things like that. But I don't sell for people. That's why I, I would rather, instead of being stingy, I will teach anyone how to sell. I will teach.